What's Up Podcast. This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and today is Saturday, May 8th, 2021, and it's been a busy day for reselling. I ended up missing out on some of it, though, so let's just get into it, and we'll talk a little bit about what we had going on and what released this morning. So, we had two releases today. We had a Yeezy 500 release, and then we had a Jordan 7 Flint release. And I had been a little bit more bullish on the Jordan 7 release than I initially ended up, or than initially I was more bullish than I ended up being come release time, because I was looking at these things and going, clean colorway, decent Jordan, not really, really good resale Jordan, but still, I mean, it's a, it's a more popular Jordan than some of the other ones that have come out. And it looked pretty good. It was a release that they did back in 2006. It was an iconic looking shoe. And I was wrong. It really did not do that well. I mean, prices stayed extremely low. I don't know if stock was crazy high. I think that some of the better looking shoes that have come out have had higher stock. So what was the deal? And I don't really know. I mean, I just think that it was a kind of a crappy looking Jordan. And people really didn't want it. Because a Jordan 7 really isn't one of the premier shoes when people think about it, a shoe I need to have. They think about a Jordan 1, a Jordan 4, maybe a, I think a, a Jordan 3 is, is personally my favorite, but normally Jordan 1s and 4s do extremely, extremely well. And then we've seen the past 12s and 13s do well. I think even the pair, a couple of pairs of 14s have done well in the past year and some 10s have done well. So like and then when they've released a few nines as well, but mainly the two that I focus on the most, oh, and fives, fives do really well too. So the ones, the fours and the fives are really the, the, the more iconic ones. A seven is, is a lot of people know it. They, they like it, but there's not a whole lot there that resonates with people that they need to have the shoe. It's a weird looking shoe. It's bulky. It doesn't look right, at least on me, or, or I think like a smaller, a shorter looking person just doesn't personally look normal in them. They look like they're made for somebody that is six foot five. Like they look like they're for a, a, a pretty massive human being. And most people just don't fit into the profile of what that shoe was designed for. So it doesn't resonate that well with people. And we saw that today with resell. Resell stayed pretty stagnant around 240 up until last night. It dropped to I think like 220. And then this morning it was like 215 was the highest price. That's really bad. When that's stock X prices pre-release that's bad that you don't you do not want to pursue that shoe because it's probably not going to be very profitable i went after it anyways because size 14 just crushes for me and i ended up doing pretty well with size 14 just on most releases and i went for size 14 stock on 14 was supposedly going to be low and i hit on two out of the four devices i entered with so that kind of made me pause a little bit and go maybe either there wasn't very much demand for size 14 because it was a lot lower stock than most or the shoe just had really low demand and i think that's probably what it was and and that kind of tied into just being a less profitable shoe i ended up selling a pair at like 220 not very good profit whatsoever on, on these shoes because they retailed at 190 so you're going to be looking at losing 10 bucks shipping. At that point, you're making 20 bucks a pair. I mean, is it worth it? Yes, because I barely did anything for it. But in in really all reality, it's not it's not really even that worth it to go for those. I wouldn't recommend it unless you have a clear-cut way and you know what you're doing to sell it. So that was, that was kind of what I did, and I have a, two pairs of 14s coming, so I'm pumped about that. I want to get them in. I did want to see these shoes in hand. It's kind of like a nice way to get them in hand, but I don't actually have to keep them. So I'll get them in hand, ship them out, and we'll be good to go. 
The other shoe that came out was a Yeezy 500. I think it was like, I don't remember the name of it. It was, I want to say like Ember, but I don't think that's what it was called. Either way, clean looking shoe. I thought it popped a little bit. I liked it. I didn't go for it because I have not been getting anything. I haven't been going for anything. I know how to sell Nikes and Jordans on release day. That's like, that's the one thing that I will always be able to do no matter what, because I just, I, I have a very, very good process for doing that and how I list them and the prices that I, I try and put on them and promoting them and stuff. Like I, I feel like I can get almost any Jordan sold barring that there's some sort of demand. Some, even the slightest demand, I still can find the right size and stuff like that. I, I'm pretty comfortable with that, but Yeezys are hard to get. They require a lot of resources with bots and proxies and they are a freaking pain because even if you have the, the bots and proxies and you know what you're doing, you can still miss. And I do not fall into the first two categories because I don't know what I'm doing on Yeezy Supply and I don't have the bots and proxies. I saw these things probably weren't going to be super, super maximized like stock. I figured they were probably going to be pretty low stock and they were. They sold out relatively quick and that was fine. I didn't have to waste any resources or anything like that and I didn't have to waste any time. So what did I do? I really attacked my spreadsheet today. That was the biggest thing. I got that thing knocked out, which thank goodness, because it's been the biggest freaking pain. Like I don't enjoy sitting down and working on a spreadsheet because it's a waste of time where I could be putting that time into sourcing or, or bettering my business in some other way. But it is still a way to better my business because it helps me better track my profits and stuff like that. And it does help me go back and, and be able to look at my year at the end of the year come tax time and the way that I have it set up now is is way way better than it was in any previous year I will be able to sort through my taxes in a matter of an hour or two rather than going through and sorting and and finding and getting everything pulled out and stuff it took a lot longer this year than I had hoped so I kind of rebuilt it with that in mind and a real focus on efficiency and accuracy so it should be pretty good and updatability so i'll be able to implement new fees fairly easily fairly simply with this this kind of system that i built it's going to be really nice so i'm happy about that i got that done i also came up with a way on uh, using the same platform called airtable to implement ebay fees and that's kind of what i want to talk about because i've been harping on this a lot but ebay fees have been changing a lot in the past two months a lot in the past year and a half actually i mean the past half a year it's really changed and we're coming up on that one year point where they started throwing people in managed payments and i want to talk about this because it's important they have changed a significant amount we've seen paypal go to managed payments for a lot of sellers now we've seen ebay saying they're rolling out managed payments to all sellers now we're seeing that ebay's change fees a little bit now it's not much it's 0.2 percent so if you type that on your calculator it's 0.000, 000 no that's not even right it's 0 0.002 so either way i mean that's such a small number that's 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 so small that it doesn't really seem like it would move the needle but to them it does and to us it will as well because it will affect our bottom line so that's kind of something i've been looking at and while i was looking at that and going okay how do i implement these fees well i better go back to the the way that ebay describes how they're going to do their fees and this is this is the most important thing that i'll probably say right now ebay comes right out and says in their description that fees are a factor of three things if you're on managed payments they're a factor of the well four things they're a factor of the total sales price so the sales price or i guess the item sale price so if you have your item listed at a hundred dollars ten dollars shipping the hundred dollars would be the sell price the sell price the shipping and handling so if you're charging ten dollars for shipping and no dollars for handling or however you do that 
So you would be charged for the $100, you'd be charged a fee on the $10, and you're charged a fee on the sales tax they collect, which I'm, I up until that point thought was illegal, and I don't know if it is or not, and I'm not going to accuse them of that. I'm just saying it sounds really, really sketch. So, and then the fourth thing is additional fees and stuff like that, which basically covers them for any other fees they want to tack on there, which normally they don't, but if you, you get yourself in a weird situation or you have an INAD, they have extra fees for that and all this kind of crap. So either way, um, the main things are the items price, the shipping and handling you charge, and the sales tax. And I don't think a lot of people know that they charge a percentage of the sales tax. And you go, well, okay, sales tax isn't even that much. How much could it be? Well, just think about this. Last year alone, I think I was charged like a few grand in sales tax. And I wasn't charged, but eBay is is collecting fees for me with sales tax for most of my sales. So on the sales tax that they collected, they charge me a fee. And the fee varies based on the percentage of the item category you sold the item in. So it's not like you can just go and say, oh, here's all the sales tax I've collected because eBay doesn't do that. They don't just show you, here's your fee on your, your shipping and handling, here's your fee on your to- on your item's price, and here's your fee on your sales tax. They don't break it out like that in the invoice, which is extremely frustrating because at the end of the month, I would just grab the total fees in each category, add them up, and then put that in at the end of the month. But what they do is they just give you, here's your fee. And I need to figure out, okay, what's the fee on the sales tax? What's the fee on the shipping and handling? And what is the fee? Because one, I want to know if it's accurate. Two, I want to see my profitability per item. And I don't feel like, I want to see that in real time. I want it to be, like, actually be able to be updated and stuff like that. So I'm looking at what they're doing and I'm like, well, this this doesn't even make any, any sense. Like, where's this extra money coming from? And it's coming from the sales tax. So they're charging you money based on the sales tax that they're collecting for you if you're in one of those states that they do that in. And you have to consult an accountant, a CPA for that sort of a thing and figure out if they're collecting sales tax for you. You can go look at your invoices and stuff on eBay and it should show you somewhere on there if they've collected it for you. If not, go talk to an accountant about that. But if they are, just know that they're charging you a percentage of that and you go, what's the percent? We'll find what item category your item was listed in. Go to the eBay table and if you have a store there's like 60 categories if you don't have a store there's like 10 and say okay it was listed in this category it was 9.15 percent in that category because i have a store or 9.35 percent i guess now since they bumped it up 0.2 and since i have a store and it was listed in uh, some i don't know like like art art okay so i listed this art piece they charged the guy 10 bucks taxes and now they charged me 9.15 or 9.35 percent of that and you go through it ends up being like an extra 93 or 94 cents so that that sort of a thing is is kind of important to know because when you start selling higher priced items two three four five hundred dollar items or even in some cases thousand dollar items which i've done or even two thousand dollar items I mean, they're getting charged like six to 10% sales tax on that. 10% sales tax on a $2,000 item is $200 sales tax. 10% of $200, which is what a lot of people that are selling on eBay are being charged, is 20 bucks. And if you start to sell more of those items, well, you're losing 20 bucks that you don't realize every time you make a sale. And so that's a problem. And I don't think a lot of people realize that they're losing money based on the sales tax that eBay collects because, and and I think the way they get around it is they say something like it's a commissioning fee. That's what I was hearing and and what I was reading a little bit is that it said something about it being like a, a fee, not a commission fee, but like basically like we're doing all the work collecting the sales tax for you. So we're taking a percentage of your sale for that sales tax that we're collecting. And like, 
I get it. I don't want to. I don't want it to be something that I have to go to each state and try and figure all that out. I, I'm happy that they're doing it, but also like I never got this massive like in big bold letters. Hey, we're taking a percentage of your sales tax, and which is good for them. I mean, I wouldn't put that as my PR campaign either. But at the same time, like I don't, I didn't know that, and so I was sitting there and I'm like, well, okay, I actually lost more money in sales tax than I realized because they collected a fee on this and I probably could have marked that as a as part of the thing that they took from me last year and I could have probably gotten a little bit more money back on my taxes because I didn't account for the the loss I had due to sales tax with the percentage that they took out so if you're doing five thousand dollars with the sales tax each each year right if eBay's collecting that on your part and most of your items let's say all your items have a ten percent a 10% cut that eBay gets. So their their final value fee, the variable portion of that is 10%. If they're collecting $5,000 sales tax, they're taking 10% of every sales tax collection they do on your behalf from your final sale, you're losing $500 that year. And if you don't know that, I mean, that's not good. You don't want to just misplace $500. I mean, that's that's a lot of money. That's a new cell phone. That's, that's a new thing for your business. That's a new course you could take. Like, There's so many things you could do with that that you don't even realize you've lost. And now you can't write it off because you don't even know that it's there. And again, consult a CPA about that. But it's just these sort of things, a lot of people don't know. And I think that it's important to kind of bring that to your attention. So that way, come tax time next year, you kind of have all your ducks in a row and you know, hey, here's where I have paid money to eBay. Here's why I have paid money to eBay. Here's what they've collected on my behalf for sales tax and stuff. And and I record all that in my spreadsheet now because I want to be able to quickly see here's how much I've paid in sales tax last year that eBay's remitted for me. And here's how much I have lost due to fees just on eBay or just on Mercari or Amazon or wherever I decide to sell. I want to be able to quickly and, and efficiently identify that number so that I don't have to do it over the course of a week trying to figure out okay well here's what i sold on ebay with paypal and managed payments like that sort of thing that sort of thing screwed me up a little bit because it was trying to manage two two different ways of collecting payments that i was kind of caught up with but at the same time it was still it's going to be a lot better this year just trying to bring to your attention that it would be very helpful to realize they are taking some of the money that they are collecting from sales tax. They are taking, maybe not some of that money, but they are taking a percentage of your final sale that they will pay out to you. They're taking a percentage of the sales tax away from that final sale as as a as a fee to you. So just keep that in mind and, and maybe start accounting for that if you don't already. And I just figured I'd bring it to your attention because I don't think a lot of people know it. So with that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a great rest of your Saturday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.